Welcome to Out of Game, a podcast featuring unique segments and discussions about board games, card games, RPGs, gamers, and gamer culture. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Chris, and Tim, as they go out of game. Welcome to episode 49 of Out of Game. This is Ryan. This is Chris. This is Tim. And we are a podcast about board games. So what are we doing this episode? We're going to do our top 10 lists. Top 10 games of all time. I love list episodes. 2019 oh, edition. I did my top 10 vegetables. Oops. Oh, I'm interested in that. That's your other podcast. <laughs> you know, the cucumber is underrated. That's true. Oh my gosh. Cucumbers are the worst. That's why they're underrated. Before we talk about our top games of all time, 2019 edition, let's jump into our spawn point. Spawn point. Last game night, I almost brought by a couple guests. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they're both listeners of the show. One is an avid board gamer. The other is not, but she loves podcasts and she enjoys ours very much. And I thought it was interesting that we have a non-gamer listening and so I thought I would ask her some questions about board gaming and see if she could get the answers right. <laughs> so what I'd like to do, I'm going to read a question that I read to her, and you guys try to predict if she got it right or not. Okay. She's a smart woman. Her name is Emily. She's an underwriter. Really bright. Loves podcasts. Listens to the show. That's a key hint. But she doesn't play board games. Okay. So those are your clues. Okay. So the first question I asked her, what does it mean when a game has a traitor element? I think she got it wrong. I think she got it right. I think I'm she, going she's got it right. I think I'm she right. misunderstood the word traitor. Okay, so Tim says right. She got it right. And Ryan says wrong. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. This is more of a Chris problem. Let's see. What did Emily say? What does it mean when a game has a traitor element? Okay, I'm winging this. So I'm thinking that you mean traitor as in T-R-A-I-T-O-R. Correct. Sweet. Okay, so there's only so many ways I can get this wrong then. I think it may be like a character that somebody is assigned where maybe they like mask who they actually are or they like don't tell the other characters who they are or... She got it right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So that's one to nothing. I under I underestimated her ability to understand how Chris talks. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my bad. Okay, the next question. What is the difference between a co-op game and a non-co-op game? Will she know that? I think she'll get that one. Uh, Play the question. Yeah, I think she'll get it. I think she's gonna get it wrong. I think she's gonna go whole co-op like, you know, with like some kind of real estate co-op kind of thing. And <laughs> that's way out there. So Ryan says she's gonna get it right. Yeah. Tim says she's gonna get it wrong. Let's see what she says. What is the difference? Between a co-op game and a non-co-op game. Let me think about this one. Co-op. So co-op, short for cooperation, maybe. So maybe it's more of like a team game. So multiple people have the same common goal. Not a single person wins the game, like a team wins the game. I'm going with that. Yeah, so I no, there were no hints for me at all, by the way. So, so far she got two right. So what? One and one. One one, one. one. So we're even. There's only a couple more. Next question. In the gaming community, we often refer to Settlers of Catan as a gateway game. What does the phrase gateway game mean? 
Is she going to get that right? I think she's going to get the it right. concept of a gateway. Yeah, she's going to get it right. So you both say she's going to get this. Yeah, because we all know what gateway drugs are. That sounds an awful lot like a gateway drug. So I took D.A.R.E. in elementary school, and gateway drug meant that it introduced you to other games. So I'm going with uh, Settlers of Catan as a game that introduces you to the world of gaming and maybe like the vocabulary and... I don't know, some basic general concepts of it. So she got it right. Right. So you guys both get, so we're still at one to one. Uh, All right, so this is the last question. Two to two. Two to two. (laughs) Two Two to two. She's tied up. Last question. Ryan has often mentioned something called his magic number. What does the phrase magic number mean in terms of gaming? She'll get this wrong. She's going to get it right. You said she listens to the podcast. Okay, so this this is going to break the tie. Yeah, I have to go there just so we can break the tie. I have literally no idea. Okay, let me let me spitball this one a little bit. So, magic number that means it has to do something about like a combination that works for him, or I don't know. When he rolls the dice, he likes the number. I don't know. I, I'm lost on that one. She got that one wrong. <laughs> yeah. So Ryan wins. I win. The Ask Emily contest. I like this. Ask Emily. This is also a testament to how well we are informing non-gamers about board That's games. True. Shout out, by the way, to Amanda, who's also probably going to be listening, and she's aware that Emily doesn't know anything about board gaming. I like that segment. All right, so my spawn point, I wanted to talk about ranking games since we're doing our top 10 games. I, I had a real struggle this time with the ranking. So I when I do this, I actually don't do just my top 10. I do my top 100. Oof. So it, it takes me like multiple hours to do it. Not surprising. <laughs> and I don't know if I can come up with 100 games. Yeah, uh, but... Honestly, so the problem is the way that I did it, I used a site called Pub Meeple. It's the thing that we want to do with our website and somebody has done it. So it faces off games and you choose one. Right. But the problem is you get these these really weird face offs and it's like almost impossible to compare the games. Like I had this one comparison. It was Axis and Allies versus Jaipur. Axis and Allies, we all know what that is. Jaipur is like this little two-player card game. So how do you compare those two things? It's very difficult. I guess what I what I want to know is, is there a better way to do this? No, I, it's a really good question. The criteria for top 10 could be anything. Are these your top 10 games of all time? Because if so, then whatever, what's the Hall of Fame? Or are these, I look at it as, this is a list, if I were on a deserted island, and I could bring 10 games with me. Or at game night, if I could pick what are the games I'd want to play the most, they would be these 10 in, in ranked order. So I don't know if like Axis and Allies to me isn't it's not a current game. That's like a that's a Hall of Fame game. So let's compare like, I mean, it could be any game versus Jaipur, though, like any longer game. My point is like I found myself wanting to group games by who I would play them with. Because like Jaipur is a game I would only play with Esther, most likely. But Axis and Allies, I have like one or two friends that I would play that one with too so it's all like whenever there were like two games that i play in the same group it was much easier to compare those so then if you had a choice to play jaipur with esther that's through door a or you could go through door b and play axes and allies with that group you can only choose one door i know i mean that's obviously what you have to do right but i but what i'm saying is there might be a better way to do this that we haven't figured out like facing off the games like that's one way i'm wondering if there's a better way so i was trying to figure out if i if i could group them by game group and then rank them but then how would you like recombine the list and figure out what your top 10 was i don't know i just found it much easier to compare games that i would play with in the same scenario like games i would play with my family like 
all those and games I would just play with Esther and games that that we play on Wednesday night. You, I don't know if you realize there's only like 20 games really that we play on Wednesday night, roughly. There's yeah. not a lot. And there's a lot of games that I had that I would never bring on Wednesday, but I would play them on my other group. It's like, how do you compare games that I could only play with you guys versus games I'd play? I mean, it's your, it's your top 10, right? So, I mean, it's given the option of which one would you pick? Doesn't matter the group, right? So, are you going to have more fun playing, you know, Cyclades with Chris? Or are you going to have more fun playing Dead of Winter with some other group? Yeah, but so like, but that's so very hard to because to, the the type of fun you're having is so different. Yeah, like games you're playing with your kids, for example, like that is fun for a completely different reason. Well, yeah, than totally. fun on game night playing. I agree. Whatever you know, Century Golem Edition. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this isn't scientific though. You just have to. That, that's just that's true. why Tom has about six hundred and fifty thousand different top ten lists because he. Yeah, I know. You know, it's just top, very hard. Top to, ten games involving water. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I mean, you can do however it is. So you're just picking. Given a choice, people slam a bunch of games on the table. Which, what are your top ten that you're going to pick off that table? Yeah, and play? don't put too much thought into it. I mean, it's well, I, but that's how I am though. I, I, I like to overthink things. That's but he's he's going to add have a spreadsheet with fifty tabs and like thirty lookup <laughs> v lookups and you think that's a joke? But actually, no, he probably does. Yeah. I'm I mean, I have considered making a list of all my games and then putting like columns for every game group I have and marking which games I play in which group and then sorting them by group and ranking each one. And so then I could come up with the top 10 games that I would only play with you guys. What, don't you think yeah. that would be an interesting list? That, w- that would be. Because like, be. I have some games on my list that you don't even know what they are. So that's probably true. You know what I mean? But if those are games that you love and you would choose them because you would have more fun with those games, then they deserve to be on the list. The thing that I find interesting is when the lists are wrong. <laughs> oh, like like Cyclades being your favorite game? Right. Like opinions can be wrong. <laughs> we, we proved that. <laughs> right. Like uh, Shaquille O'Neal thinks the world is flat. Huh. What? It's, it's, he's well, he's a flat earther. But it shows you that opinion. He can have his opinion, but it, it's wrong. You know, <laughs> it's like that whole "can opinions be wrong" yeah. axiom that we came up with a while yes. ago. Uh, Ryan has asserted that Cyclades is my favorite game, and he, his reasons are respectable. <laughs> um, and you know, like Ryan's list, he had time stories. I think at number two last time, which I didn't believe because he didn't play the game. <laughs> He didn't want to play it. So well, I that, think that's the fun thing about the list yeah. is discussing yeah. that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, so what did you do? What did you, where'd you land? So what this? I ended up doing is when it's the same thing I always do is when, when I'm comparing two games, you have to think of for every game you're looking at, you have to imagine the perfect scenario for that game. That, that kind of puts them all on level playing field. Cause Correct. if you think about Axis and Allies versus Jaipur, it's like, it's so hard to play Axis and Allies, right? So you yeah. just have to imagine I have the perfect scenario to do either one. Door A, I have the time to do Axonize, Door B, I have the time to do Jepper, so which one do I choose? Exactly. So that's that's what I did, but I didn't really like it. I I I, I felt s- dirty. I think there's a better way. <laughs> we have to discover it. All I know is you once you once you discover this method and you generate this spreadsheet, you'll need to share it with the community so they can somehow oh I will feed into your madness and see. How I'll many go people. on the campaign trail and and I'll and I'll confront Tom Vassell and tell him you're doing it wrong, sir. And here's the right way. I'm coming for you, Tom. That'll be, that'll be interesting. Before we do our top 10, a listener question. So this question came in from voicemail. Do not take off 
the voicemail just because I've always wanted to do it and I'm finally doing it. Yeah, don't do that. Anyway, I had a question. What would be, and you may have covered this before, but what would be the, say, top three board games that should be made into movies, video games, or some other form of entertainment? Thanks, guys. Your podcast is probably one of my favorites. Keep it up. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. I think I would love to see the movie called Captain Sonar. And I would like to cast that, Sean Connery in one submarine. This is Red October. What are you doing? That's why Sean Connor and William Shatner in the other one. Because he was, you know, uh, hey, starship. He's on the surface. <laughs> Fire. That's pretty good. I, I can imitate Sean Connery. You want to hear my Sean Connery? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So this is when the uh, XO of the sub is saying, Sir, the, the other submarine is in our sights. The torpedoes are loaded. Should we fire? Sean Connery says, Yes. <laughs> I love how your Sean Connery impression is one word. <laughs> oh my god. Meanwhile, on the other ship, William Shatner. <laughs> hey, move to the right. Incoming torpedo. You just, you, what you did is you just did the typical Hollywood grab bag. You went back into the bag of old movies, pulled out Red October, and just remade it. Okay. And called it Captain Sonar. Do you want to hear what else I've got? Yeah, I want to hear something okay. else. I want to hear something that's like not already a movie. Decrypto, starring Jennifer Lawrence on one side and Sandra Bullock on the other side. Okay. So they're both, you know, international spies. They're, uh, you know, they're trying to send their message encrypted to their own people. And you've got Jennifer Lawrence, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> Sandra Bullock looking very serious. That's not a rhyme. <laughs> All right. Last one. Okay. Last one. Okay. Let's see. Let's see this, this, better. this is best for last. Best for last. Okay. I hope so. Witch Hunt the movie. Witch Hunt the movie. Okay. Starring as the judge, Gary Oldman. He was uh, best known for playing uh, Winston Churchill in the movie Churchill. The priest is Tom Brady. Hanks is the priest. Mm-hmm. Everybody calm down. You know, you could see him. It's my favorite that. actor. As the grave digger, <laughs> who other than Johnny Depp? Nice. You know, okay. kind of dark and dour. He's got his head tilted down, the shovel, you know. The, are we allowed to say with the D.O.B.? No, okay. just say D.O.B. The, the D.O.B., Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> the gambler. Ariana Grande cast as the gambler. I figure you're gonna go Kenny uh, Rogers or something like that. No, 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 no. I mean, because this, this, she's gonna break into a musical and sing about do I choose evens or odds? You know, the whole song is about that. The bomber, Denzel Washington, because he dies in every movie that he's in. The fanatic witch, Charlize Theron, you know, with her teeth clenched. You think I'm a witch, do you? The oracle, Julia Roberts. I know who the witch is. You have to believe me. The watchman. I have George Clooney only because. He's got that head wobble, like he could be wobbling his head while he's, you know, on watch. The Hunter, it's got to be Gal Gadot. She was Wonder Woman. Uh, She's got to be in the movie somewhere. And the assassin, Amy Adams, because she has that sweet and innocent look, but a little edgy underneath. No clue who that is. Anyway, so that's my answer. (laughs) All right. I'm not even going to give an answer because that was a genius answer. (laughs) All three of those. Did you guys think this one through? Not not even close to that. I mean, that's... that's, uh... I love the question. Man, so question. I so I picked him. I'm going to like just give one of my answers. So I have two answers, but I don't have actors or anything. But I thought Time Stories would be a good a uh, good movie. And Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Groundhog Day. Just like redoing the same thing. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. You might have something there. Bill Murray I mean, and Time But Story. Time Stories is kind of like Quantum Leap. Who would Bob be in Time Stories? I've always thought he looks like Tiger Woods. Bill Cosby. Um, I think Bill Cosby's the D.O.B. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong movie. Wrong movie. Yeah. And Cosmic Encounter was my other one. That would be a weird movie. Would that be campy or serious? Camp. It had to be campy. Yeah. So if it's campy, you'd have to have Brendan Fraser, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. I don't even know where to go. I was, was going to do like Cyclades with, you know, the whole the Greek empire and you can do all these Greek nations. Yeah, Liam Neeson. And, he could yeah. be Zeus. Yeah, I think he already did that one. He might I know. Done. That's why you can yeah, reprise it. done with that role. You wouldn't choose uh, Russell Crowe? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, please. He'd mumble his lines. I'm going to strike you with a lightning bolt. No. Right, kill you. Pegasus. Pegasus. This Pegasus is broken. Got a unique <laughs> set of skills that I've acquired over the years. <laughs> yeah, that's Liam Neeson. He's good. Yeah. And the only one I had was like a kind of a comedy thing with a one night werewolf where it's just like everybody's yeah. just like screwing up and it's like a kind of like a clue slash werewolf guy who comes out and he's like killing people. And I'd watch that. I feel like Felicia Day should be in this. Felicia movie. Day should oh, definitely yeah. be in there. Yeah. yeah. Good call. You know, uh, we have a top 10 list to get to. I, yeah, that's true. This is a good question. Yeah. Thank you, Mystery Caller, for keeping he our voicemail. Name, did he? he did not. Yeah, it's a good question, and we will keep the voicemail line open yeah. for a while, right? Yeah. yeah, so send in more more good questions. All right, now it's time to move on to our Table Talk. Table Talk. You're listening to Out of Game, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Find this and other great podcasts at Dicetowernetwork.com. For this Table Talk, it has been two years since we have done a top 10 games. It's crazy. So it's time to revisit. If you remember, Tim's very first episode with us was actually the top 10 episode. Holy 2015. Moly. Bringing it back home a few years later, 2019 edition of our top 10 games. So to clarify, we do the Out of Game Hall of Fame segment, which is where we put games that have a place in our history, but we ne- wouldn't necessarily want to play today. So these are kind of like, I think Chris described it well earlier. You show up to game night or you have the chance to play games. What are the 10 games you'd want to play right now? Right. If you had your choice, it's up to you. In any scenario, you have the perfect, perfect situation to play them. Starting at number 10. Number 10. I'm coming in with Lords of Waterdeep. Now, that might be on your guys' list. I don't know. Probably not Ryan's, but I know Tim likes that game. Lords of Waterdeep is a great game. We don't really play it a lot. And I felt it deserved a spot on this list. We need to break. We need to break that one out for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's a good game. I think we should break it out, SauceCon, and not use the expansion. I agree. I think the expansion soured us towards that game a little bit. That one game we had. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes expansions are just not good, or just don't use the corruption thing and just use the forty point quests because there's two modules in there. Oh, we played them both. Yeah. Let's do that. Is Lords of Waterdeep considered a good game in the court of public opinion? It is. It is. Okay. It's in the top it's highly rated board game. Well, you're not going to believe my number 10. Everdell. Wrong. No, that's probably number one. Uno. Fireball Island. Curse of Volcar. Wow. No number way. 10 game of so all time. This is not, so this is just uh, my kids love this game. And it, we have a great time when we're playing it. The, Sam has a great time. Jeremy has a great time. It's that. Game that we can sit down as a family, just play as all four of us play. So it's it's just a great family night. So it's oh, wow. it's uh it's one that I plan on playing a lot this year. We've already got four plays this year, and I expect that to go through the roof. So I would not have predicted that. Yeah. So that's kind of that's my kid selection for the year. All right. Ryan, number ten. My number ten has gone up twelve slots. 
since the last time we did the list. <laughs> We're going to have all these stats. <laughs> and that is Caverna, the Cave Farmers. How is that even possible? Where, where have you actually played this to move it up 12 slots? I played it twice when I was in California earlier in 2018 with Clifford and his game group, and it was a blast. How many of them hung themselves? <laughs> None of them. How many total players were there? We had, I think, four and five. Oof, that second game, everybody made it? We all made it, and we all had fun. Wow. Well, I think good for them. It was a good, it was a bad first experience. Think of it this way. They, they can probably endure almost anything life has to offer now. <laughs> as, the, as their paths, you know, they go down the path, you know, they're going to have some rocky times, and they, they might be tempted to give up. Mm-hmm. They're going to think about the game of Caverna and say, I can do this. There is a pretty good chance that next week I will be playing Caverna with Clifford again. Uh, not against his will? Not against his will. Did he lose a bet? <laughs> <laughs> Caverna the Cave Farmers, the number 10 best game of all time. Wow. Number nine. For number nine, I have Puerto Rico coming in. And I know this is a game that uh, we don't play a lot. But it's I've never played this and not had fun. It's solid. It is what it is. You know, you know what you're getting when you play it. And I still enjoy the game. This game is not worn out for me. No, I agree. It, it actually, I, I bumped it off my list with Fireball Island. Yeah. So, so it otherwise, it would have been, it made my list. So my number nine is uh, Dead of Winter. Ah. We haven't played that in a long time. But it's one of those, I, you know, I, I think we, we got to break the back on it. Yeah. We sh- should have done it for October with our Halloween yes, uh, session. Should. But we, we didn't make it in there. So I think we just got to sneak this one in somewhere. Yeah, I, I'd be up for that. I want to make a comment about Puerto Rico. I used to really like that game, but I, I like it's like one of the games I've played out. Played out. I think it might be in my Hall of Fame. Maybe we should do another wow. Hall of Fame episode. Really? So you that. wouldn't play the game. I don't think I would. Interesting. I I played it a lot. No, that's probably yeah. A, I, a long time I, ago. Yeah. I haven't played it that often. Yeah. So. But what's weird is I've I've pretty much only played it two player with Esther. Well, that's the problem. Well, no, it's fun two player if you. But I played it like. Probably 15 times with Esther. Actually, if they reboot it's, it with new it's, art and it's, components, it's, it's I would play it. It's way different. It's way <laughs> different two-player versus multiplayer. I know. I've sure. played it in both scenarios. Yeah. But I, I think part of it is that it's ugly. Anyways, my number nine has gone down one slot since last time, Ooh. and that is Shadows over Camelot. Ooh. Why did it fall? I don't know. Just other games you got were bumped better. down, yeah. But uh, Shadow. You will know Camelot. later that Dead of Winter is not in my top ten. So this is my traitor game of choice. Wow. And it's flip-flopped. I think last time Dead of Winter was was higher. Um, but for some reason, I like this one better. I think the the theme is it's easier for people to... The, like, there's more people that would appreciate this theme over, like, Dead of Winter. Yeah. So it's more of... It could be played in a gateway situation, and I've actually done that. I don't know if Dead of Winter could. I feel like there maybe is too many rules in Dead of Winter. Uh, it's, it's more, I think, more the genre, you know. Yeah, the, the genre, too. I think that's more of a decisive factor. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just really like this game. I think this is a, a very good gateway game. It's a very nice-looking game, even though it's so old. I like kind of the Monty Th- Python theme behind it, too. So, anyways, Shadows Over Camelot, number nine. Number eight. Number eight. So, I have a feeling we're going to be hearing from this game again. But for me, it came in at number eight because I don't think I like it as much as you guys do. But it's still in my top ten. Everdell. So it's a good game. I don't think it deserves to be higher, though. I mean, we've only played it a couple times. And it's good. But games that I have are above this in the list. There, I would rather play them. I mean, it's they're just they've been around longer, and I like them more. See, that's why it puts it up higher on my list. We haven't played it a bunch, so it's, there's there's the higher desire to play it because we haven't played it much. 
you know, maybe next year it'll fall. Yeah. I, I, and I'm expecting to hear this name again. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So for me, I actually, this game doesn't qualify for my list. So I, I only rank games that I've played at least twice. And this one I've only played once. And I kind of have That's to do fair. that because I have too many games. Yeah. And it's hard to remember them. Would it have made the list? If I play it again, there's a chance. I really liked it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Tim number eight. So I got the ham sandwich. King of Tokyo. <laughs> Good. Good for the King of Tokyo. Yeah. King of it. Tokyo's out there. I just, it's one of those. I I think we don't use it as a filler game enough because usually our filler actually ends up just being visitation, right? We're waiting for the game to end and we just start talking, catching up on life and all that stuff. So we don't actually use filler games as much. We use true. conversation to fill the gaps. Maybe there's something to be said for playing games with people you don't like that much so that you play more you games. Wanna, you just want to play games because you don't uh, yeah. actually want to talk to them? Yeah. Uh, there might be. Like, yeah. you know, I don't think We don't that. need to talk. Yeah. Let's just. Let's I would just, rather play games with people I like. Yeah. Let's just play games. I like the pick, though. It's a good pick. It okay. didn't make my cut, but I respect that. It's a, it's a good one. By the way, if, Tim, if you had a choice, play King of Tokyo mm-hmm. or Caverna, and with Caverna, you get $20. Which one would you rather do? I don't mind Caverna. I'd take the Caverna and the 20 okay. bucks. Just curious. Yes. Yeah. What about if there was a money that came on it? It depends on the mood. How much time do I have? No, you have the perfect the scenario. Okay, you have Caverna and a gun with one bullet so that you could take care of business if you So I get to. some target practice and I get to play Caverna? Mm-hmm. I like it. it. It's for, you know, Actually, care unless Caverna's on your list, you've already answered this. It, well, Caverna did not it's make true. my list, yeah, but... So he's already answered. I, I, I like so Caverna. King of Tokyo. I like Caverna. Though. All right, Ryan, number eight. My number eight has gone up 11 slots Whoa. since last a lot, time. A lot of big moves here so a lot far. Of moves. Yeah. And that is Lords of Waterdeep. Uh-huh. There it is. So you assumed I would not have this on my list. I'm assuming because it's an old older game. I'm not sure what your reasoning was. No, I thought you would. Oh, I thought you said I wouldn't. I, I thought both of you guys would. Oh, ah, okay. But yeah, Lords of Waterdeep, it's a... Another one of those that works as a gateway game, but it's also fun to play with uh, gamers. So I don't know if that's a theme on my list or not, but I, I really like this game. And I remember when I first heard about this, I was actually listening to the Dun- a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Mm. That's how I learned about this game. And I went out and bought it. And this is right when I was getting into the hobby. And I, and I feel like I was kind of ahead of the curve there, even though I was a new uh, board gamer, because other people weren't hearing about this game anywhere. But then after it came out, people started playing it and realized it was a fun game. Number seven. Number seven, I've got Scythe. Oh, hey, Scythe. <laughs> Number seven. Number also. seven. Ooh, did you guys match we up? We got a match. Oh, nice. Wow. Good good call. Circle takes a square. Yeah. So that means Ryan probably has a misplaced tire again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to, I'll have to come out with what Ryan's list really is on another episode. Okay. It could okay. be fun. It'd be great. But yeah, you know, this, this is a good game. And we play it every so often, and it's become a tradition of Gen kind of play on our yep. way out. And it's fun. It's a fun well, we, it's, uh, I'm sure we'll break out at SauceCon, too. Yeah. You guys are assuming it's on my list. That's interesting. It's true. We are. If it's not, then I, I respect that. <laughs> okay. So that's Tim and that, I. That just leaves you. Oh, yeah. You guys both went. Yeah, we doubled out. So my number seven, this is the biggest mover on my list. It went up 36 <laughs> spots Whoa. from last time, and that is Kalos. So this is the story. Kalos fell out of my top 10, and then I played it at BGGCon. <laughs> And remembered how much I liked this game. Wow. And it shot back up the list. 36 slots. Oh, wow. That's one thing that's not right. Huge. Okay. In our last episode that we made weeks ago, yeah. I could have sworn you said you were uh, looking at Kalos 2018. Kalos 2018, and also like the regular Kalos isn't that good. No, it's some of the court of he's public like, opinion. Yeah, he's. Well, he also said he doesn't like the artwork. I, I actually intentionally did not talk about any of my personal opinions last episode because I knew this was coming. Oh. It shot up. This is a great game. I still am looking forward to a 
reboot to see if it could be even better. But if not, I'm happy with the game I have. Maybe K-more yeah. instead of K-less. <laughs> yeah, th- this this game didn't make my cut, but I respect it. It, it was close. Yeah. It's very close. This used to be one of the two game, the only two games we played. Yeah, very true for a very long time. This is very true. Dave, Dave still really likes this game too, as far as I know. Yeah, cool. and it still feels, it still does feel like a relevant game. It's relevant, not to the court of public opinion, but to Who me. Cares we don't care say. about the court. I know. Number six. Number six. I got Decrypto coming in. Decrypto. And this is a game. I uh, talked about this in the last podcast, too. I love the game. It's just we've all, we always had fun. Play with a big group. You're having fun. You're laughing, getting clues wrong. It's 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 a, it's a good time. I do like Decrypto. Yeah. It didn't make my list, though. It didn't make my list either, but I do like it. It's, it is. I will say that it is one of the better games that we played last year, like new games. It's probably my favorite party game at this point. I mean, it's it's good in a group and light it's very light and uh like i said they, it, it's not perfect i mean we have sometimes you feel like you the wrong team wins you know what i mean like is that only because you're not on the team i'm never on the team that wins but ross made the point he hates the crypto oh yeah i forgot about that and i love the game and so i was fascinated to hear his opinion and he made the case like how many times have we played this game when you feel like whether you won or lost that that was accurate and he was right because I've been on the winning side and I didn't feel like we were better than the other team. Yeah. But just because of the way it worked out. Uh, there's something about the fact that you're not actually decrypting the words unless it's a tiebreaker. Right. That is a, like a bad taste in your mouth. That's a minor flaw, though, in my opinion. I don't think that hurts the game that much. So love the game. Number yeah. six. This is probably my favorite group game right now, I would say. Yeah, I, I would probably agree with that. I don't think one, by the way, I don't think One Night Werewolf even made my top 100. It didn't make mine either because I moved it to my Hall of Fame. Yeah. I have a rule. When it's on the Hall of Fame, it can't be in the top. Oh, that's so an They're mutually rule. exclusive lists. Yeah. I think I've got some Hall of Fame games on my list. <laughs> it's a Hall of Fame. They're retired. My list goes up to 166, so I can cut <laughs> some out. God. Holy Lord. <laughs> my copy of One Week Werewolf came in. One Week Werewolf. I talked about this before. How so, is it? So they, I, don't, well, I don't know. I just got it. Wait, so your magic number one? It was a, it was a, I'm counting that in my five. It's, it was a Kickstarter I backed last year. So it just came. So it's a, they made a board game where the rooms you go into have like powers and then you have to do like the night thing. I don't know. I don't remember exactly how it works, but it's like a board game version of One Night Werewolf. So I'm going to bring that to our next Wednesday night. All right. So my number six is, uh, Galus. Come in just one slot higher than yours. So (laughs) nothing else to say there. Yeah. My number six is one of those that you guys have never played, and that is Aura and Labora. You know, you keep talking about the one. You keep saying you're going to bring it. You don't bring it. What's well, up with that? Here's the reason. It's because of our stringent requirements of teaching. So this so is you a, don't know how to play? This is a complex game. I, the last time I played this was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a complex game. Same designer as Caverna. And I don't know how well I could teach it. So I need to play it in my other group. But what I do remember is another game you haven't played called Lahab, which is one of my favorite games. This is like Lahab 2.0. And so it improves upon Lahab and it adds a an element of uh, placement, like placing like tile placement. So you're you're playing, you're getting resources and converting them for points, but then you're also where you place these cards in front of you also matters. So it adds like this extra element. And I really like like tile placement type stuff. So so this is different than Caverna. Though. Yeah, it's the same designer, but it's it's a different. What's it called? Type of Horror game. at Labora. Aura at Labora. It means work and pray in Latin. It's about the theme is monks. So, anyways, my number six. 
Number five. Dragon Castle coming in at number five. Wow, I didn't see that one coming. I know. Me neither. And if you would have, if we would have done this podcast maybe a couple weeks earlier, it might not have. But we just play the game again. This game, every time I play it, I like it. Simple, quick. Uh, I didn't win, but you always have fun. Even if you're not winning, you're, you're building your little structure and simple. Like it. It's a really good game. All right, so my number five was the Century Gollum Edition. Ah, yes. That's got to be on Chris's list somewhere. Pulled that one in there. Yeah, it's uh, possible. <laughs> we have we have fun with this one. So, it's you know, it's I consider this one of the more lightweight games. Very easy to do, quick play. You know, you want to take that break from the uh, Caverna game, you play a game of Century, and that it's gets you going. It's a good gateway, too. Yeah. yeah. You can play that looking, with kids. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I, I bought that last year at Gen Con with anticipation of playing with the kids. I'm just not sure of the, you know, the, the purchasing of the cards and playing them from your hand and recycling your hand. And there's still some... Complexities they're, they're there, there so I don't yeah. think they're there yet. But they're yeah, close. I'm looking forward to just whipping that mat? one out. Nope, I went to get the mat and they were sold out. So might have to just buy that online or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I remember that, and I felt so bad because I had gone there earlier that day and they had them, and they had them, and I didn't think to buy you one. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Sorry, Tim. Yeah, it happens. So my number five, the first time this ever was on my list, it was number twenty-one. Then it went to number seven, wow. and now it's number five. He's got a lot of games going uh, up, 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 up. I wonder what's falling. I want to see what's falling off yeah. i think that'll be interesting too at the end i want a review of what's falling off okay we can do that so this has climbed to number five continues to climb every year and that is targi okay i remember that game yeah. played that bgg con yeah so this is like the one it's like the two-player game that for me that's that rises above all other two-player games i liked this game yeah it's a very very good two-player worker placement game where you can block other people it's very creative and actually the the designer of this game uh listens to our show which is also cool but but it's but I liked this game before I knew that. What else has he designed? Because I I'm a big fan of this game. I don't know that he's had anything new. Okay. I'd have to. I don't. I, I remember being surprised how much I liked it. Yeah. So this one I think is sticking around in my in my top ten. This is a very very well, good it's game. Respectable. Yeah. So Targi number five. Number four. This this one may surprise you too. Clash of Cultures. That doesn't surprise me. Okay. That's actually number four. That's pretty surprising. I love this game. I was thinking long and hard about this. We played this at BGG Con, and it was long. It was a long game, but it's based on, like, Civilization. And I love the game Civilization, too. And this game just does it justice. It's the reason we haven't broken out on Wednesday nights. It's just too long. It's too long. Too long. But we can do it at SauceCon. SauceCon. Do you own this game? Yeah. I would love to play it again. I mean, it's it's so much fun. If you break this out, everyone's going to be fighting to play it, I think. Maybe, yeah. I, this one is one I'm going to have to really read the rules because Jason taught it to us. Oh, right. So I, I've never read the rules. YouTube. Yeah. I Honestly, though, I've realized that if someone teaches me a game or I watch it on YouTube, I don't fully grasp it until I read the rules. Really? Yeah. It's hard to, it, like, if someone teaches you a game, it's hard to then teach it to someone else without looking at the rules. So I have to read them. I kind of remember some of it, like the yeah, basics. You, you sort of went like, with theology right. as your theme. And, you, and so you started, like, taking over our lands yeah. through influence. And then I think Jason went military. Yeah. He was just attacking everyone. <laughs> yeah. And then I went technology. And so I was building wonders and all that. And, there's so many paths to victory. Yeah. One yeah. awesome game. Yeah, <laughs> one, one thing that was great about this game was you all started the same and your strategy was fully dependent on the technologies that you took. And as soon as you make that first choice, it's like you're on this path that's different than everyone else. So do you do you have to pick a path and commit to it or you, no. can you kind of take You can call an audible. You can have two paths and kind of be good at, you know, yeah, not you can, as good in both but yeah. still better than others and yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, and we and I I want a completely different route than what well, we all want 
all completely yeah. different routes. Yeah. I went fully into one thing. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like the three of you like siloed. That's what I was yeah. wondering is like, do you need to silo to compete? You, do, you, you definitely you, don't have to. Like we could have two, – two of us could have went military. I know, but I mean can I go military technology and yeah. do just – Absolutely. I won't be that. at the top path, but I'm, I'm middle ground on both. And that's yeah. still a yeah. doable thing. Yeah, there's synergy across okay. technologies, uh, technology paths for okay. sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a great game. I love this game. Can't wait to play it again. Yeah, the, the only, again, this is another one that was disqualified for me just because I've only played it once. Oh yeah, uh, so technically, I, so have I. But I played Civilization a million times. Like yeah. I love this theme. I've never played Civilization. Oddly, man, it's a, such a good game. Yeah. So my number four is the uh, the Yellow Lords of Waterdeep. Okay, uh, they walk in at number four. So I don't think we need to talk about this one anymore. You proved you like it better than uh, I do. proved that I like it better than you guys. Maybe because <laughs> I've won it more than you guys. That's probably true. Yeah, I remember that. This is one of the games where Tim was complaining the whole time. And then oh, cool. he, oh, I was destroyed getting, all of us. I was I, getting I, hammered. I, I rec- it was my yeah. fault too because I recognized you were running out ahead of everybody, and so I was like, "We have to stop." Him oh, from, I was getting hammered. And so we did, but yeah. then you still won. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 so, I know honestly, I, I know the exact game you're talking about. I have no idea how I ended up winning that one. Because I mean, I felt like I was under complete pummeling. It was, it was, it was rocky. I was getting, I was getting pummeled by Apollo Creed, and I was, I was like, I don't know what's going on here. And then somehow I got the knockout blow. So my number four, and this is the last one that I don't think you guys have played, is Russian Railroads. It's kind of like Whistle Stop. <laughs> Nothing like Whistle Stop. <laughs> so this is a this is kind of one of those games that really doesn't have a theme. So the theme is railroads, but it's really just a bunch of game me- mechanisms. Okay. But they work together very very well. Yeah, slam vodka in between turns. <laughs> no, so six trains and one of them is going to explode. No, that would be cool though. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, very, very, very fun game. I've only played this one twice, so it just barely ekes on to even potentially That's making a wow. high rank. That's pretty high rank, yeah. yeah for but you know, I was facing them off. I was like, which was would it, I want to play? It's really that good. Wow. It is. It is actually, but it, sure. it's better than Targi. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I'll learn it and we'll play it, and then okay. you can judge for yourself. But it's another one that there's multiple paths to victory, so. You think that there's only, when you first, at a glance, it seems like there might be only one. But then the second time I played it, I diverged from that and actually won. So doing a completely different strategy. Were you ghost? No, it wasn't ghost. Okay. Ghost is ghost broken. broken. Yeah, of course. Number four, Russian Railroads. Number three. So Century Golem Edition. You guys knew oh, I was going to have this highly ranked. It's a great game. Don't need to discuss it. So my number three, Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Oh my gosh. Yes. I don't know. I, I like this game. This is this is fun. Build your – you played it with the most once. I do like this game. Put, put together, build the rooms. You kind of got your secret goals up there. You know, try to get more round rooms or square rooms, and then you're doing the bidding and earning your money. I just like this. This is a good game. It is a fun game. And, and I, I love doing like the little, uh, you know – we had the one that Aras was building his dungeon, so we were just making fun the whole time he's building his dungeon. And, you know, he's like, oh, he's going to get another – stay away from the fountain. He's going to get some more people for his dungeon. And, you know, you kind of little story you build around your castle. And that's yeah, a good time. That is a fun game. So I forgot to mention something about One Week Werewolf. Bezier designed castles of Mad King Ludwig and One one Night Werewolf. Yeah. So One Week Werewolf, you're actually in uh, one of Ludwig's castles. Oh, that's the theme. Interesting. Yeah. Increase your interest a little bit. I mean, I'll try it. I mean, all right. Like I said, board. I'm always up for trying something. Yeah, I figured this would be a slam dunk for a group, but yeah. we will see. Number three for me, 
potentially controversial with the person to my left. <laughs> More than Caverna. And that is Rising Sun. Oh, oh, oh man. It's, it's just a mistake. Wow. You don't really like it. Numero trace. Is this because of the investment in the miniatures? Yes. No. <laughs> it's because of the Kickstarter. No, no, no. This game, I have so much fun playing this game. I don't even care about the whole thing, the whole problem with the game. I don't care. Because every time I play this game, I have a blast. I, you know, The components don't hurt. The components I will are amazing. Say, they're amazing. It's one of the best produced games that I have. Even just the tiles for choosing the selections yeah. are, are amazing. Yeah, they're solid. And I'm not, honestly, I'm not even really that into miniatures. So it's not really that. Blasphemy. But the game itself is fun. I love the combat. I love trying to outguess the opponent and, and figure out how to do the combat and win and, and milk the most points out of that that you can. I think this is a great game. I don't care about your thing. I don't. I, I think I don't think it's valid for one. But I'm, it's okay that you you think <laughs> it's that not valid. It's valid for you <laughs> in your experience. For me, it isn't. So Rising Sun. The third best game of all time. And, you know, he's, he, he is the ultimate for yin-yanging and being your partner and then just screwing you. Yeah. yeah. He does the yin-yang yank. And, you know, you think you're going to get this little synergy because you partnered with him. And then he goes completely against what you're talking about. I've only done that once. Yeah. Only once every game. Yeah, I give you that. No, I, I, <laughs> I remember not wanting to partner with Ryan because I was scared that <laughs> yeah. he might do that. And, you know, the other players I felt were a little more reliable. I don't betray you. I just convince you to do what I want. That's a different thing. They're both yeah, bad. No, they're both bad. Yeah. And neither of them matter because. I remember the, the one time we paired up. I was like, I, I already said, I'm going for this blue over here. And then you're like, okay, go okay. get And we paired together there. And then you decided to go for the same blue. I'm like, no, I'm going for that one. Are you sure that was me? Oh, 100% positive that was you. I don't lie. It sounds like you. I don't oh, yeah. lie to people. Well, you didn't lie. You just changed your you mind. You changed your mind. And just, you know, they're trying to talk me. Well, no, no. You can go to this one because that one's closer for you. I really, you know, that's, that's the only one I can get to. And yeah. I'm pretty sure I worked it out that you you were okay with the plan, though. You worked it out so that I got screwed. Yes, yes. <laughs> Didn't you win that game? That one, no. I think that's the one that Ross did his super Harry Carry moment in one. Okay. I thought you were talking about the game we played at Gen Con. No, 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 no. Okay. The next game. I knew better than to pair with you and trust that it was I don't gonna, remember what was going to happen. This game. The next game, you did the Harry Carey move in one. Yep. yep. So, <laughs> see the theme there? Okay. Yes, yes. All right. Number three, Rising Sun. Wow. Number two. You know, I, I think the Caverna pick was worse. Oh, okay. So, Rising Sun, I, I at least I kind of understand the one. All right. Number two. Number two. Second best game is... A game it's not on your list. It's Plays sixteen people, eight people, and it's called Captain Sona. <laughs> <laughs> I love this game. There's no game like it, and uh, I could just keep playing and playing. Everybody gets worn out. I love this game. All the games that I'm horrible at, I go back to this game, and I just love it. So like, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna. This guess. game's almost almost made number one for me. Wow. Yeah, it's so immersive, and I love the chaos. But it it just uh, the, the chaos fits me for some reason. So reality is almost set in. Oh, of my number one. Yeah. Because I didn't buy the game. I didn't buy Captain Sonar either, though. Sure. So Dice Duel, I'm guessing, is in your Hall of Fame. It didn't make your top 10. I didn't play it enough. Okay. Because everybody hates it. So we never really played it enough. Captain Sonar is a thousand times better. Nathan's getting rid of Dice Duel. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't, but um, I get it. Won't even be in our collective game Dice Duel sort of been obsoleted by Captain Sonar. Yeah. And you're just like rolling all those dice. Captain Sonar doesn't have that. I love this game. Yeah. And we just don't have enough people that enjoy it, unfortunately. So I'm probably never going to play it. Mm. And Nathan's not coming to Gen Con. He's the only other uh, Captain Sonar fan, I think, in our group. So anyway, it's my number two, and mm. I'll probably never play it in 2019. <laughs> That's sad. That's yeah. very sad. So I'm just going to put it's my head down. <laughs> Maybe you can just go up to a group of strangers and just start playing Captain Sonar. Oh. 
You could do that. If you bought the game in Bride of Gen Con, you could probably get strangers to play it with you. This is a popular game. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just not with our group. I think it's... We just played it out, maybe. I th- I think... I mean, I'm good to play like one. The second one, I'm starting to get fatigued and more than two, I'm like, no, nah, I can't. I'm, I'm done after two. My problem with the game is I only like one role and everyone wants to do that role. It's the, the navigator. Yeah, guy. which I've never done. I have never done that role because everybody wants yeah. that role. I don't think I would like being the captain and I don't really like the other two roles. So I only like that one role so my number two is uh everdell yeah oh my god i'm not surprised yeah you really like this game. i do i do i really like this game number I'm two forward to playing it again i want you know i want to get some more plays in this is the whole let's play some stuff we know yeah so i'd be up for playing this this game. is one i want to i want to get a few plays in i like to play this up at SauceCon. um we should start building a list of games we want to play at SauceCon. i totally agree so that we make sure we get them up there yeah because i actually did that with jason and clifford for BGG Con and it, it worked really well. So my number two just played it a week ago. Kind of the reason I played it was to make sure that it still should hold the spot on my list, and that is Time Stories. Oh my god! Wow! Oh my god! Still my number two game. Same wow. same rank that it was before. You notice mine uh, is absent. Yeah. And, oh, and I forgot to mention, Oro and Labora went up ten slots, and Russian Railroads went up ten. How many times did you play Time Stories in the last year? Twice. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and they were both amazing. Two times ago, wasn't that amazing? It was amazing. You hated it. That's why you stopped playing. Hating this game is still better than loving my number three game. What was your number three game? <laughs> Rising Sun. Well, of course. I fell into that. No, no. Time stories. I just posted on our. I don't know if you saw. I posted on our Facebook group the next scenario, which I'm really excited for because yep. it's actually rooted in a real story, which Uh-oh. I think is cool. It's about the expedition endurance, but they've they've like mixed some stuff in there. But this is like a real event from history. <laughs> this so isn't, this isn't your number two game. This is like me and Cyclades. Uh, yeah, it's not your number. This two is game. one of those games I keep. I I, I so badly want to really 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 like this game. Yeah, and me I get, too. I get so really 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 frustrated. I think maybe next time, whatever they tell us the TU is, we're just going to add friggin' 10 to it. And then, you know, maybe we can get more stuff done in round one. And then, you know, maybe we can actually complete it in time. So here's what's different about me when I play this game versus you guys. I actually, when I'm playing this, don't care about the trying to get it done in the 30 TU. I actually just enjoy like trying to figure out the puzzle and then doing it. So when we when we get well, to I, run three and yeah. we go past, like I don't care. I just want to like play it out. So maybe I, I think I like this more maybe for the story yeah. than the game that's built into it. What are it. the things you don't like about it because you avoided playing it? So we we had a frustrating experience with the, the the third one when we got stuck and it felt like there wasn't enough to you. But then what we decided, what we ended up doing was just saying forget it and we just moved on and then we just finished it the next year, like the next SauceCon. <laughs> But we actually never com- we never successfully completed getting past that hump yeah, where we were getting stuck. So there's a question for Ryan. So let's say you're watching a movie. Okay. You're at the theater. Uh-huh. And you go with Esther and it's like you have the night free and you're watching a movie. And you don't like it. Do you stick it through till the end? I've never walked out of a movie. Okay. That explains a lot. So if you're not enjoying something, you'll just do it. It's almost like there's an obligation to see it through. But you're, you're thinking I don't enjoy it. Well, no, of course. I do enjoy it, though. I, I think I think you mostly enjoy it. But th- there's an element of you that despises the game. No. <laughs> and it, and it, it prevents you from wanting to play it again and again. And it's like you'd rather play. There's like so many games you'd rather play. No. Which is why there was such a gap. Nah. Number two. Denial. Number two. <laughs> Allegedly. Speaking of alleged, 
Number one. Number one. It's like ladies. The perfect game. Perfectly balanced. Uh, Cutthroat. So you can go after the winner. You can team up. There's bidding. So there's no screwage factor. You can always uh, outbid somebody if you want something. Perfect balance of coin, of choices. There's no... The only only dice is when you're resolving battles. And those are pretty... It's usually pretty fair because it's lopsided toward who has more armies. So there's not been too many times you're screwed by dice. The perfect game. True. I think this uh, is although, your... although like ghost Zeus is broken. <laughs> Zeus is broken. Zeus is the second worst god. He's, he's broken. He's ca- he's the cause of the winning of like the last three or four games I played. Well, that's because we didn't remove Pegasus. Pegasus is no, broken. Pegasus was not in there. How can it be a perfect was, game if there's a? Well, I didn't play that one. Okay. I didn't play that one. But every other yeah. game. Uh, the last like three or four games, the person who got Zeus towards the end of the game and cycled through the whole deck of cards to get the exact me. card that they needed that to win the game. Me. The fact that you can cycle through that whole deck is just oh yeah, cycling broken, broken. Cycle the deck, broken. Pig gold. I mean, cycle. you know, if I go, if I get, <laughs> if I get Ares, I can only buy so many troops. I'm right. limited. I can only buy so many boats. Zeus, I can get as many cards as I want to go through. So here's the thing, though. You can stop somebody from doing the battle. No, you can't, because then they just go get the Philosopher and win. Oh, and if you stop that, then they go get the boats. And then they're set up pretty well. Isn't it how it always is, though? Everybody's always like one or two things away from winning. So you can't prevent all the scenarios. You can prevent them from getting that by outbidding them for Zeus. No, because you've been saving your money, so you can outbid everybody. Right. So it doesn't matter. So if you want Zeus, I'm going to take it from you. Right. But what happens if you want Zeus? I can't stop you from getting it. Why? Because you've been saving your money and you've got need to save better. So just two, two quick points and we'll move on to number one. Point number one. This is number one. This is number one. Point number one. Best game ever. This is the number one game of all time. Point number one. A perfect game would not have a broken card. (laughs) Point number two. Out of Chris Holt's mouth, the way to win this game is to have the most gold at the end. Sounds like only one way to win to me. Rising <laughs> no, Sun argument. Prevent someone my number that. one. My number one game of all time is the best game you Tim. ever made, and it's Tim's turn. That's fine. You can go. It don't matter. I mean, either way. I'm sure you guys can guess my number one because it hasn't been on the list yet. X-Wing. There you go. That's, 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 is that number one last time? I don't know if it was last time because I can't this find my list from last time. One game. I think I it played was. This, I played this game the most. Other than the the games I played with my kids, this is the number one number play game. So I play this usually once a month with my brother. So you and Jim are still playing this. Yeah, we're still playing this. We actually just did. First we edition. just played two. Yeah, first second edition doesn't exist. Okay. And I get a card. I have this Shivan Dragon, but I don't know how much it costs to summon. So I need to go check the app. How much does it cost to summon oh a Shivan Dragon today? Oh, today. Three red today. <laughs> well, that's why they did it. It's because they can change. Oh, my god. So gosh. Luke Skywalker, eh, the app says he's 30 points today. But in case we got that wrong, we're going to give you this card that's blank. And then you need to go consult the directory or the app. And it'll tell you, oh, we decided he's a little overpriced. We're going to drop him to 28. So now you use your app to rebuild your your fleets. And, oh, look, Luke's only 28 this month. All right. Uh, that's weird. Horrible. So we're not, we're not playing 2 We're doing 1-0. Good. And the only reason this st- remains as my number one is we don't play X-Wing 100-point battle versus 100-point a- battle asteroids. Because if that's all we did, I would have quit this game a long time ago. Uh, that's just that's just boring. Huh. It's all the scenarios all that we done. do. 
What is it? It's fun. I mean, that's fun, but you know what? It's like, I'm gonna play my 1-1 green weenie deck against you, and that's all I'm ever doing. Okay. It's gonna get old sooner or later. So it's all the scenarios that we do and all the different things. We're actually finishing up. We're on campaign five of six, uh, which will be the next mission we play. So then we'll play that one. We'll have another two diversion missions, and then the final chapter number six. To Where are you getting the these missions. campaigns? Someone wrote them? Making them up. You're making them up. You're making them up. Are you sharing the campaigns with He's sharing too? them online with, uh, through That's Fantasy awesome. Flight board game. Yeah, they should so. like hire him as a freelancer. Well, they, just don't, they don't care about Epic. All they really care about is the tournament environment and the tournament players. And, you know, this is the whole, oh, God, you know, I think... Part of the reason for the blank cards is they can count it on and go, hey, let's create this card. We're going to create uh, Wedge and Tilly's and uh, we're going to say he's two points and we're going to put him out there. And oh, God, he broke the environment totally. Two points, way too little. We're going to make that 25 now. And and the funny thing is one of the big things, we don't want to ban any cards. Don't you guys, don't, don't you dare, Fantasy Flight, ban any of my cards or any of my ships that I bought. Don't you dare ban them. <laughs> So what they do? They came out with 2.0, and guess what? They didn't include them. <laughs> but it's not a ban because yeah. this is 2.0. They're just not part of 2.0. Yeah. We just don't want to call Why it a ban. Why did they include them and then just they could change the values on the fly? Uh, I guess that'd be too much work. I don't know. So has this flopped in general, or is it just with you guys? 2.0. Well, there's, there were people that were drinking the Kool-Aid before you could even play 2.0 and just like, oh, my God, this is going to be the best ever. I'm like, how can you say something's best ever and you haven't even played it? But is it out now? Like, it's out now, yeah. There's there's stuff out. They're putting the, out 2.0 ships. I don't know. I think all it's, I know is I'm seeing a lot of old stuff going on sale at like Barnes and Noble now. Yeah, I, yeah. You so, let, you let me know when you see that stuff because I'll go buy that stuff. Yeah, they have a lot. It was mostly um, the scum and villainy. That's a great thing. And that's the other thing is they broke everything out into you know before it was light, dark, and mm-hmm. uh, scum. Now there's seven factions now because you know the prequel movies. There's the two sides, and then you got the New Hope and all the stuff. Those two sides, and then you got all the Force Awakens. There's the two sides, and then scum, which goes across all of it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird too, because you guys were kind of getting into it, and then you haven't played in how that happened to all of us. The yeah. whole group was yeah. really into. You just it. told yeah. me that 100 points is boring. Why would I play? <laughs> because you go beyond that, and you start playing the missions and all that stuff. And yeah. you, you need to play the 100 point battles, so you get used to flying and used to shooting, and you get all the rules and all that stuff. And then you start playing the fun. So stuff. actually, here's what happened to me. The reason I liked the idea of playing X Wing was because. I had a limited decision space with the cards I had. And then yeah. I found out that you guys just use the whole database and build whatever you want and just print it out. So it went well, from I, I, that small subset of cards. Yeah, I but I, I have the whole database. But for, So for me, I, I can't do that. That's, that yeah. becomes like deck building. It's like deck building. Yeah. 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 Right, right. So it, it was too much for me. That's part of the fun, though, is, you know, you, no. you can fly, but you, you can fly <laughs> wedge uh, and I can fly wedge and they're completely different configurations. Yeah, but you had to build the configuration. That's yeah, but that's. So here's, here's a better w- thing for me. You hand me a list and I will play it. And that, that's easy enough to I do. I do not want to build it. Uh, that's easy enough to do. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's, 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 there's yeah. not that many iterations <laughs> yeah, to exactly. it. Yeah, there's not that many iterations. So that I'll you show up, I'll tell you what ships I have, and you just build me a, yeah. a fleet, and yeah. I'll just fly that. Yeah, that's That would be more fun for me. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's easy. Okay. So my number one, I'm sure it's no surprise, is Scythe. Still the best game. Wow. Hasn't moved. We haven't played that either. In, my one and two Gen haven't Con. changed. You don't really have to play the number one and number two games on Ryan's list well, to have them be number one and number two. <laughs> I've played them in my other... I played it in my other group. But... 
I did want to ask you something, Tim. Yeah. So we're playing Charterstone. Yep. And I'm assuming after Charterstone, we'll move on to another something. Yeah. Either campaign or legacy or whatever. Right. Scythe has an expansion called The Rise of Fenris, which is, it turns Scythe into a legacy game. So okay. it's like Scythe Legacy. You're adding modules and I've heard it's amazing. So, I mean, you are the red faction the whole time? I actually don't know. I don't know the answer to that. All I know is every there's there's a defined amount of chapters. I think it's eight. And every time you it's like adding modules to the game that change how it's played. Hmm. And they recommend you play it with the base game. You don't need the expansion stuff. Oh, the expansions suck anyways. Yeah. So that's one of the options. Option two is Pandemic Legacy Season 2, which I've heard is also very good. Yeah. Yeah. Option yeah. three is Betrayal Legacy. So designer Betrayal at House on the Hill made a legacy game, which I'm hearing is very good. Wow. Same designer. He's the, he's the legacy guy. So he right. did Pandemic. It's Rob Davio. And I feel like there was a fourth option too. Wow. Like both of your eyes out and drown yourself in acid. <laughs> option four. <laughs> <laughs> so we have some, we have some choices. Something Gee, to think about. What, uh, uh, your gut, what's your gut telling you would be your, your top choice of those. You know, it's been a while since we did the pandemic. I might actually go to pandemic too. Yeah. I'm feeling like or, I'm going to do pandemic too also. Yeah. And then second would probably be Scythe just because that. Wow. If they're saying it's only eight chapters, then that's a, that's a much smaller, yeah. you know, legacy thing. So you could get through that quicker. Those games might be longer, though. But yeah, the games would be longer for sure. I don't know. What so to say after that, I don't I, understand I, why you don't I think Scythe like is my number one game. No, I'm I'm good with that. The, the discussion that just happened. Oh, the pandemic legacy discussion. I, I don't know. So you want to know what fell off? Just give me a second. Yeah, yeah. I want I want to know what plummeted because when things are jumping up twelve and thirty six slots, yeah. something's really taking a bath. Pandemic Legacy is the single worst game of all time. <laughs> I'm sad to say that. I feel like I just woke up in Bizarro World where I don't belong here. It's puzzling. I had so much fun playing that. I liked that. it. No, you didn't. The, the story was cool. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. It was not cool. The story was actually good. It oh, was yeah. bad. You can't comment on the story. You I can comment. You don't even no. know the story. No, I mean, there, there's something wrong with me for sure. I mean, nobody likes Captain Sonar. That's like an awesome game to me. Pandemic Legacy is horrible. And you guys talk about it as if it's fun. And I can tell you believe it. I mean, you're not like jacking with me. Minority. Admit it. So, holy cow. I don't know if you're in the it's minority, like, but. God awful. Yeah. I mean. I mean, there's you know, no decisions I, in that game. I couldn't, I couldn't play base game Pandemic every month over and over again. I just, I just. But I mean, it's, it's you guys could get together and do like a jigsaw puzzle. And it's the same thing. It's like the, the same brain The jigsaw pattern. puzzle is like a story. that fell out oh this year. there's one that's pretty shocking that i don't think you guys have, uh, i don't think it's occurred to you yet probably not well let me start at the bottom so seasons was in my top 10 before that oh. fell out el grande fell out dead of winter okay yep mysterium and that one was actually mm. close it was like in my top 15 oh okay Innis fell out, and the most surprising one, Alien Frontiers. Yeah. That one dropped pretty low, actually. Yeah, we haven't played that one in a long time. I like it. That's still a good game. I still like that one. We haven't played that one in a while. I think last SauceCon. 
I think I played that. I think that's one of those that if if that's in the bag and it's an option to play, I think that would get played. Yeah, that game almost made my top ten. This game might have might be moving to my Hall of Fame. Really? I played it a lot, and I, I think I'm just played it too much. Maybe I need another year to let that stew. So that was a lot of games yeah. actually that dropped out, but it's yeah. been two years, and some games came back in from 2015, like Kalis. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. That's that was a huge comeback for that one. Innis, we just haven't played. It's not my favorite of. Yeah. I, I I enjoy that one, but it's definitely not my favorite. And I think Dead of Winners, it was in my top twenty or something with Shadows, just passed it for me. Yeah, that's one of those. I think yeah, you're either going Shadows, or you're going Dead of Winter. Both of them being in your top ten would be kind Dead of. Dead of Winter, you have the the personal secret goal, which to yes. me gives a little bit of an edge. Yeah. The problem yeah. with Shadows is the AP problem. With at least with Dead of Winter, because you've got your secret goal, there's yeah. not as much group think. Right, exactly. So right. it moves a little quicker. Well, and to, to your point, like the one time we played with Camelot, yeah. you were the traitor, and then you got Excalibur as the traitor. It's kind of like, hey, thanks. We just I got thought I've won the game and yeah. ended up didn't help me at all. In fact, I gave you guys points. That's actually kind of, yeah, that should be like a really bad thing. And it said it was a good thing for us. And yeah. yeah, you took it over, so we didn't get the use of it, but we got the No, you we got, got points. You we got, got the three points swords. Yeah, we I still got that. the bonus for the swords. Yeah. And Nathan we just dropped an F bomb, yeah. which is probably the best part of that. Yeah, game. we just didn't get the we just didn't get the use of it compared to getting the three, you know, the swords. It was the swords are much more important. Now imagine if instead of that, you know, you got a black sword and you got Excalibur to jack with us with. Yeah. I mean, it would have been, yeah. that would have been epic. Yeah, that was tough. That, that would have been epic. That was hard to swallow that, but it was still a fun game. And that wraps up episode 49 of Out of Game. It's the odd number. You can find us at outofgamepodcast.com or BGG Guild 1990. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Stitcher at OG Podcast. Join our Facebook group. Send us an email at outofgamepodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail on the profit line at 40OOGOOG80. For great games and amazing prices, shop at coolstuffinc.com. And for more great podcasts of the Dice Tower Network, go to dicetowernetwork.com. Good night. Good night. Good night. Episode 49 of Out of Game. It's the odd number. If you, it's prime. If you want to find us, come to... Uh, really? No, it's not. 49? Divided yeah. by 7 is 7. Whoa. You're right. Yeah. It's not prime. 7 times 7 is 49. Yeah. yeah. That was your screen working? <laughs> no. No? No, it's all goofed up. We, we need to get another recording device. <sighs> yeah. It's recording. Speaking of recording, it's recording right now. Nice. Are we doing a test run? Nah. No? <laughs> No, they're rated correctly. No, they're, they're actually really healthy. <laughs> well, I know that. They're mostly water. How can they be that healthy? They're just gross. No, they, they are, but those seeds can cause problems if you have too many of them. Pickles are good, though. I like pickles. Don't they come from cucumbers? Yeah. They, do. Yeah, they do. I like pickles. I don't like cucumbers. It's cucumber derivative. <laughs> but if you like pickles by derivation, you like cucumbers. Ready? <clears throat> oh, wait. Sorry. We forgot the listener question. I thought we were saving them for last. No. And we usually do that before, though. All right, let's do the listener question. William Shatner and the other one. He's on the surface. <laughs> Fire. That's pretty good. I can do William Shatner going to the bathroom. Let's hear it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe we should cut that one out. What is happening?